0: Welcome to completely fucking clueless. My name is Audrey Jean flowers and my name is Sarah Alice Liddy and we both go by she her pronouns. Welcome back to the pod everyone. Yeah. Glad to
1: have you here.
0: (laughs) Glad to
1: be here
0: with you with our listeners.
1: And yeah, imagine if all of our listeners were actually just sitting in my living room.
0: You know what? Okay. I was telling this to my partner Olivia the other day. What y'all don't see is that before Audrey and I start recording the episodes, I like violently and aggressively sing our intro song. It just like hypes me up. And usually within that, in my, you know, imaginary space, I pretend like it's like in front of people and I'm like getting ready to perform.
1: explain that to me yes. no more. It's, it's definitely the performer i, mean, I knew in me. that it was like a hype up but yes. i didn't know that you were imagining an audience i like
0: imagine the audience and i'm like i am getting ready to perform yeah in my head there's no one here uh, <laughs> it does make it easier that there's no one here though yeah because i don't I, I i know we talked about this last week when a friend was coming to meet up with us we were like i don't think we could do it in front of like our friend. no no <laughs> i was like
1: we can't
0: no it's just like a little bit too weird yeah yeah okay <laughs> But everybody, the moment has finally come. Audrey went on a date last week and I have not been able to hear anything about this freaking date. So please tell us the tea on this date. <laughs> it really, Sarah has been truly tortured. I told I her that I, I,
1: I, I, t- I told her that it went well. And that
0: was no, because you posted on your um private, like close friends on Instagram and was like the date went well. And I was like fuck I like want to know what (laughs) happened and then like I kept asking some like questions that were beating around the bush just Mm -hmm. to get like an idea but yes please explain
1: yeah so (laughs) it was last Friday oh my god that feels like so long ago but that was under a week ago yeah was that really last Friday
0: I think so yeah it was last Friday
1: yeah damn yeah so we were initially supposed to like walk around my area we met on hinge didn't talk a ton beforehand this was the one that i had already canceled on once because life and we were supposed to walk around chelsea and then it started it was beautiful all day yeah while i was at work and indoors the moment i leave work starts raining no um so he's like we can post like we can like at least like delay by a little bit if you want and i was like it's fine like it's not raining that hard and then i realized that i'd left my umbrella in massachusetts oh um so <laughs> i grabbed a jacket that I was like waterproof are- it's waterproof, but like it doesn't have a full waterproof hood. Mm. So we decided we met in there's like a Shake Shack near me in a park. Madison Square Park. I think that's what it's called. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's near the Flatiron building. Oh, and yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I know
0: which one you're talking yeah. about. It's like the original Shake Shack. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it is.
1: Yeah. Um, and so <laughs> we agreed to meet there. I got there super early because, of course, I did, even though it's like maybe a 10-minute walk from yeah, my house. Yeah, that is your
0: trend is showing up early everywhere.
1: I get so anxious about it. And even still, I'm not going to lie, the entire week, I was like, one of us is going to cancel. <laughs> and then even the name, I was like. One of us is going to cancel. This is not going to happen. And then I got there and I was there early and I was like, I literally like two minutes before he arrived, I was like, what if I just cancel right now? And I was like, <laughs> let's, just, let's not do this. This is scary. I don't like it. But so he arrived. We we didn't notice this actually. Like later in the night, a hostess pointed out we were in matching outfits. Oh, um, we were both wearing like pink shirts with like a collar and white pants
0: that is funny and I think also
1: white shoes so we had first walked around Chelsea a little bit because that had been the plan but it was still it wasn't raining bad but it was still like raining so like yeah. I had like a hood on he had an umbrella and then his umbrella broke and so he was like let's let's go find somewhere and it, it's my area and so I should have just like known a place but for some reason I just couldn't think of a single place in the world but eventually we ended up uh we walked around and we came across a place called I think Cooper's which he was like oh I used to go here when I was underage a lot and I remember them having good food so we went there we got some food drank some ciders and I'd say like first 45 minutes awkward and I was like oh god (laughs) I was like like, oh no (laughs) like not horribly awkward but we were doing that thing of like so how many siblings do you have which like is just miserable it's
0: so miserable even like when you're talking to like new like friends I Hate yes. that it's just like, ugh, it's so cringy. Yes, yeah. and I also
1: just like am a person like I will tell everyone anything, and I'm aware of the fact that like most people are confused by that. <laughs> um, and like I would like to say debatably overshare, but it's pretty undebatable. I think by most people around me that I just do overshare.
0: Yeah, I feel like I'm an oversharer too because I'm like maybe if I share something personal, we can like. I also just don't care. know each other. I'm like, I'm, why? I don't. I'm not gonna I don't care I'm too tired (laughs) too tired
1: um so it got like more comfortable we like got some food ended up talking actually had like a decent amount in common it was it was really fun um and then we ended up we'd pass like this beer sort of like type place um that's close to me on our way to finding somewhere to like get some food and so we went back there and they ended up having ski ball in the back that was actually for free you didn't Ooh, have to pay for it
0: that's fun
1: so we played ski ball,
0: and Cute. it was very fun
1: I have maybe played ski ball once in my life before that mm-hmm. um <laughs> so I was not very good he was it did reach a point where he started like he was like oh I'm gonna only go for the 100s just to like let me win
0: oh which cool. was nice
1: it very much. It was like, this is a pity win, but I'll take it.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um,
1: I did have a moment where like he had opened a tab for us and I went to go and refill my drink and they were like, what's the last name? And I went, the first name's Will. And they were like, looked at me and I was like, we're on a first date. And then I was like, you know what? I'm just going to open my own tab. So <laughs> then I just opened my own tab because I was like, hmm, I, I don't I don't know his last name. Um, <laughs> I did eventually find it out and then I forgot it and then I remembered it. Um, But I'm not going to say it right here because he didn't consent to this. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) I all day have been talking with my coworkers of like, what's the bigger red flag? Like I work at Lululemon and I have a podcast or I work at Lululemon and I'm an actress because they're both all, all three of those things.
0: Red flags. I know that's the one thing about (laughs) being like a performer is like, I felt the same thing whenever I would start dating new people or like wanted to like date and go around and people be like so what do you do and i'm like oh this is not gonna be good they're going to ditch me right after i tell them i'm a performer
1: the number of times on hinge someone had asked me what my job is and then i just never reply because i just don't want to have that conversation
0: i don't know why but like it is i just feel like especially for people who are not performers like if it's somebody who's artistic like it's different but like i remember when we went to a friend of ours birthday and he had like brought um one of like his friends who's in the finance world and he started asking me about like what I do. And I was like, Oh my gosh, like, here we go. And I was like, let me just say like podcaster, create content performer. And he was like, and I was actually so surprised by his response that he was so understanding. I was like, oh my gosh, like I feel like from a finance bro, I would never get this, you know? Yeah.
1: He, the one information that I will share about him is he had a theater minor, which I was like,
0: yeah. Okay. So he didn't mind his pictures. He looked a little artsy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he, he didn't
1: think I was absolutely insane. Yeah. Um, so he also like knew somewhat about theater. So we had some debates uh-huh. over that and disagreed some. Yeah. um he thought company was bad and i love company i know oh, horrible that's interesting um, can't believe i didn't end the date right there right there <laughs> um but it was really fun and then we walked around some afterwards yeah um i feel like there was um did you guys kiss we did kiss <laughs>
0: was he a good kisser yes we didn't like crazy kiss but no, we but didn't like, like
1: pet kiss right yes he was a good kisser
0: Okay, that is a good sign. I wish I would have known this all along. So we went to our friend Liz's birthday on Sunday. Yes, on Sunday. And Audrey was like, I don't know whether to like text him or da, 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 da. But I didn't know you guys kissed. That's a good sign. (laughs) I would say, I think we were both
1: a little drunk by the end. We had a lot of ciders, or at least I did no, Rel- well, we we drank the same amount. Regardless, I might cut that out. That sounds weird. Um, <laughs> but it was it was really fun. We'll see if a second date ends up happening. We've texted some sense, but not a ton. So I'm I very much really did like him and I'd love to go on another date. Yeah. but like, hey, this is a public forum and B. It would be really embarrassing to be like, I really like him and then have him never speak to me again. Also, I did tell him that I had podcasts and showed him the name of the podcast. <laughs> um, and I'm just really hoping he didn't listen. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hello there if you're listening <laughs> no just please don't just don't um but it was really fun and like I I've hated every actual first date that I've been on yeah. all maybe two of them but it was really fun
0: yeah it was like I feel like a positive thing that comes out of us out of this like no matter what is that like it was a good first date.
1: Yeah. I I had a lot of fun and it was like we hung out from like six to ten
0: period um that's a good amount of time but yeah, who knows
1: if I will ever hear from him again. But I had a blast. Um, that's so exciting. Yeah. Oh, I loved
0: that story. <laughs> I've been waiting for it. I was like, I need to know what happened. But yeah. It was it was really fun. Yeah.
1: And how- he, was, he was very sweet and he was very cute. Aw, that's so sweet. <laughs> how else was your week? Um, Good. There's been a lot of fun things. Had some friends have some birthdays. Yes. Um, which was all very fun stuff. But nothing too consequential or at least... The only thing else that I'm going to talk about, I'm going to get into clueless
0: moments. Um, But what about you? Yeah, this week was okay. It was just like, I feel like I spoke about this a little bit last week. I've just been having a little bit of like an off moment. I feel like I may be coming up from the hump today. I've been feeling a lot better. But yeah, I feel like last week I was just still very much caught up in like feeling very just... Is like the best way I can describe it. I was really been struggling with like things like, and I want to say stupid things, but I guess when you're trying to be a content creator, podcaster, person, like they mean a lot to you. But I spoke a little bit about this last week, like us hitting a little bit of a plateau and like gaining followers. And of sure, we're still like gaining followers, and like. it's like all in my head but I think you get to that point you know what I mean and so I think like I've let that kind of bog me down I'm like and then you know I think as a person with anxiety I start to go like crazy spiraling and it was just kind of crazy but you know what I feel like kind of going through all of that and all the anxiety all like the up the downward emotion i'm like kind of coming up and being like all right like this is not why we do this for like follower accounts yes we don't do this for follower counts <laughs> and like of course we want people to listen but it matters like what should matter are the people that are listening engaging with us and that's what i should be focusing on also like i love making the, the videos like i love us like having our content batches while they're long it's so much fun so yeah mood is definitely a little iffy but i think i'll report back next week it's on the incline it is june it is pride month Per that means like i get to live my flaming like bisexual life it means anytime someone straight does something i don't like i can call it homophobic a thousand percent um this month is about me No, just kidding. It's about me. And if you think it's about you, straight friends, eh, you're wrong.
1: I would say I still think the funniest message that I've ever gotten in my entire life is I got a message from a friend. I would posted something about pride. I think this was last year or the year before, and I posted something on my Instagram about pride. And they messaged back to me saying, happy pride to you. And that one dream I had about us having sex. <laughs> <laughs> um i still tell that story because it's so fucking funny.
0: That's hysterical. I know. I've already been like today, so today is June 1st yes. and um I'm I've, not for you guys who are listening but right, for us but recording. for us <laughs> recording. Um for you guys it's June 7th, a Tuesday. Happy Tuesday. Um <laughs> um But even this morning, like going on Instagram, I follow a lot of queer creators and they're all like posting in their rainbows and all of that. So it's so hard to find cute like pride clothing. I swear to God, if we ever get the opportunity to make merch, something like that, because we have enough people like listening and following our mission should be able like to make cute merch. Like yeah. cute Something pride merch. cute for pride. Something cute for pride. It's just a lot. Of- it's painful.
1: There's a lot of it that's very bad. It's so, so bad. And a lot of it is from like big brands like Target doing it. Yes. And then like it's just every year the biggest clusterfuck
0: you've ever seen i want something like like yes i want something that says i'm gay but i also want it to say i'm cute i have a good aesthetic like i'm stylish like just the very aggressive like colors of the rainbow don't fit with my vibe no they do not i'm like i'm not really into that i'm like a pastel girly oh my god i know like i mean obviously we both love the rainbow selkie dress yes but like also i wouldn't want to wear that to the pride parade no you know what i mean like so i want something for that day that's like again like it's cute but it's not gonna like make me sweat too much is not going to look like a cheat like cheesy
1: i know i have literally no idea what i'm gonna wear for actual pride uh
0: which is now what is it we said it was on the 28 days 28 days away is that right it's on the 26 i think oh then i'm a liar 25 days then yes it's on the 26th
1: oh my god so we need to get our shit together yes
0: but we will we will (laughs) we will but yes later in this episode like what we'll really get into in the meat of the episode is gay sexuality (laughs) yeah and just like talking about us and our sexuality i feel like we both really haven't gotten into it too too deep yet on the pod yeah and I know if I was like my younger self would have loved to hear something like this. So I'm excited to chat with you and for you guys to listen. Yeah. Per. All right. Well, clueless moments of the week. So my clueless moments of the week. So my like cutie little clueless moment is why don't I drink enough water? (laughs) Like it is so weird because I feel like I'll go through stages of my life where I'm drinking like a ton of water and then like I will be like the Sahara Desert for other periods of my life. But like I have just not been drinking enough water. I've actually been like really struggling with just like always wanting some sort of sugary drink and I'm just like in a very interesting place with like sugar right now but besides that I'm like I need to drink more water like oh my gosh like particularly with summer I'm I literally didn't go
1: outside yesterday because it was 95 degrees
0: out okay wait a short story about yesterday the kids I babysit so two of them were at playdates and the younger boy was like Sarah I want to go to the park in the 95 degree weather i was like holy shit we go to the park there are no kids there yeah i was like i i sort of a part of me was like isn't it like too hot for you to be playing outside but like he played around for like 20 minutes and then finally like the one kid that was there left and i was like let's go yeah but besides the point yes like i need to be drinking more water like it's insane and then my bigger capital C clueless moment is why has my life felt so uncertain lately? It's annoying and it's <laughs> offensive and it's homophobic. Okay. <laughs> I am just like, it's so funny because we recorded an episode a couple of weeks where I was just like feeling on top of the world. I was like, my life is great. Post grad life is great. And just like these last two weeks, I have sunk in a little bit and things have just felt more uncertain. Yeah. That's kind of similar to what I'm going to
1: be getting into a little bit of like, I feel like it's really tempting to want like once things are good, be like, oh, I've fixed it and it's all going to be perfect from here on out.
0: Right. No. Wrong. Wrong. Wrong wrong it's so offensive I'm like wow like I like March and April were really great months like emotionally I mean false I had some relationship (laughs) stuff going on but like I think career wise I felt so great and I think a lot of my maybe like my self-worth Or, like, feeling good enough comes from career success. Yeah. Whether it be what we're doing or, like, if I was doing theater, it would be, like, you know, something there. I feel like in order for me to feel, like, 100%, like, fulfilled and happy, like, my life has to be successful, which is just what is success I know it's so silly and especially when we're in whether again whether we are podcasters or performers the standard of success is just so different from somebody that's in a nine-to-five yeah I mean something that I've been struggling with a lot is like
1: I I don't know if I brought it up on the podcast but I've definitely brought it up to Sarah of like I gave myself this first year of moving here of like I'm not expecting anything to happen yeah and I've been actually I think for the first time in my life really good about not expecting anything to happen but I've almost hit that year now and so then even though it's an arbitrary deadline that I completely made up, Mm -hmm. I still feel the pressure of it approaching and being like, Oh God, I'm going to need to then like have like some concrete, something to show people and
0: have done something. (laughs) I a hundred percent agree. I feel like I'm about to end babysitting for the year and have a couple months off in the summer to like focus solely on like what we're doing and whatever. And a part of me is like, Oh God, like, by September like am I going to have to be a part-time babysitter still like will I get to do the things I love full-time like it's just like so stressful and it is it's like I feel like the year has passed the first year of post-grad has passed like why am I not successful living in my own apartment have my own dog like
1: why have I not figured out everything in one year I know I'm only saying this because my therapist was like
0: yeah it's been a year but
1: it's also been one year she was like as someone who's like lived on their own for a while like it takes more than a year to figure thank things you audrey out. therapist no any
0: I meaning is so true like today we posted a tiktok about like so- these similar topics and somebody um commented and she's like i relate to this and i'm 34 years old and i feel like that happens all the time when i talk to people about our podcast when I when people comment on our TikToks, like, I just think it's true that it doesn't matter what stage of life you are in. There's things that are always going to be uncertain and it's fucking annoying, but it's just the reality. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, that's my rant. What are your <laughs> clueless moments? So mine isn't going to
1: be like clueless moments. It's going to be sort of like sharing like a, a little bit of an update. And so I had therapy today and like, I literally texted Sarah afterwards being like hey had an intense therapy session like I Sarah ended up getting here a little bit later than we initially planned and had you arrived at the time that we originally planned I was like so red and blotchy yeah um and I really cried a ton in my therapy session this week um because I've I've been having a like couple rougher few weeks and like I I'm try to really be open about my mental health and struggles and like try to like like I, I very openly talk about it and like try to really like make it not something of shame but at the same time like when you're doing like particularly because I've been doing decently well for a while it was really hard to sort of go back partially because I just felt like I was finally at the point where like people in my life weren't like actively worried about me and like as much as like it was all with love. Like it still felt like there were certain people who like walked on eggshells a little bit around me or just like, like as much as I like know this is depression and I know that I will struggle for this the rest of my life. It still was hard to sort of enter a period of struggling with it again because I, I kind of convinced myself that like I had just fixed it Mm -hmm. and that we were good now and that it wasn't going to be an issue. And so with struggling, like, I felt a lot of shame and embarrassment. And like, I, it's really hard to talk about ages because it's really hard to verbalize and be like, I I hate feeling like a burden to people. And I know that's not how my friends and family feel about me. But I, I hate adding to like, people's stress or worries, particularly because I feel like they can't fix it and so like what's the point of making their day harder if I can't fix it and like I've really struggled with like feeling just so embarrassed because like uh, there's so many things that like I was talking to my therapist of like things I was struggling to do and she's like well those are all tasks and I was like she was like let's think of some really simple things that we can do and I was like taking a shower is so simple though and there's still like days sometimes that like I just like I couldn't get up off the couch and I couldn't like even get myself to like wash my hair or like could barely feed myself. And I feel so embarrassed by that because it's like everyone else has figured out how to do this. And what is wrong with me that like the fact that I can both like really love my life and be in a place that overall I'm doing really well, but still have days that like are really hard and like it just like, it makes me feel like stupid and just so guilty and ashamed that like I can't do these basic things and that like I haven't gotten through all of my laundry in now like three months and it's just like what is wrong with me like part of the reason I want to talk about this is like there's certain ways in which like I think it can feel really isolating and you can feel like you are so uniquely broken and that no one else feels this way and that it is never going to be fixed and that like you are just like the one broken doll on the island that misfits toys. And I know that I have other friends who struggle with like depression and anxiety, but it's just like it's it's so imp- and like it doesn't make like, sense logically. Like even during the periods that I struggle, like I can still have the voice of reason like telling me what I logically know, but it does doesn't fix it and I can know like getting up and cooking myself a meal will make myself feel better but I just I can't do it and there's no really way to describe why you can't and it it feels just so embarrassing to admit that like there are days that I just like can't get myself to like get up and like it's like I I'm an adult and like I don't want to be babied and I don't want people's pity but it it didn't feel right to not somewhat share this and to like the friends and family who like I haven't super spoken to a ton of people about this because I, I don't like to and I it's not comfortable and I still talk to my therapist about it and I'm like I'm so blessed I have a wonderful support system and I have access to the help I need but like even though things are doing really well I still have days that are really hard and I feel like deeply ashamed of it but yeah just I I don't know I think I kind of thought I was just past this somehow permanently and yeah. even though verbally I understand like mentally I understood that was not how it worked like it sucks and it makes you feel so incompetent and awful but so I just want to share like I I'm definitely like feeling like a little bit on like the recovery aspect of it and like I'm speaking to my therapist and everything and like I'm doing all the things I just wanted to share because a I think it's really easy to give the appearance to everyone that you're doing fine and I think like I've gotten better at trying to not do that but I just wanted to be open about it because I know like I really didn't want to talk to my therapist about it. I really didn't want to admit to it. It If you don't admit to it, then you don't have to deal with it. And, like, it feels ridiculous saying out loud. But the only way to actually make it better is by working on it and talking about it. Mm -hmm. And, like, I really want to help destigmatize mental health. Um, So I just want to share... And if anyone else out there feels like this, like, I know, like, I have reached points where I feel like I'm crazy, and there's just something super wrong with me, and I'm just straight up insane. um, And that no one else has ever experienced this, because no one else can ever experience what's happening in someone else's head. So for anyone else who's really struggling with this, there's nothing innately wrong with you. And I wish, like, I never like to reach out to people when i'm doing poorly because i'm like there's nothing they can do to fix it but sometimes it's okay to not fix it to just like to celebrate like the small things and like do what you can even if it feels silly Mm -hmm. so that's that's my my clueless moment of the moment
0: thank you for sharing with us me and the listeners i think it's important to talk about this stuff I think it's important because like you, I've had my my fair share of moments and I think it's so interesting how we can all feel like so alone, yet there are so many things about what you're saying that I've, I've related to that I bet somebody who is listening will be able to relate to. And I know for me sitting here, hearing you talk about this, it's so reassuring. Like it's reassuring to know that there are other people as awful as it is and as awful (laughs) as you don't want like somebody else to experience those things. It's it does. It makes you feel less crazy yeah. because I think again like when you're in that moment like I remember when I was at the stage of like when I would talk to my therapist and I'd be like "The, the goals for today are to change from one set of pajamas to another set of pajamas to move from my bed to my parents bed to walk my dog down the street like such like simple things But they are, in that moment, they are the hardest things in the world. So I totally understand where you're coming from. And I imagine people listening will as well. Yeah. Yeah.
1: We're going to take a brief pause in reality. It will be instantaneous for y'all. But we're Uh going to take a brief pause so that I can breathe. Yeah. And then
0: we'll talk about
1: gay. <laughs> okay. We are back. I'm
0: not crying anymore.
1: Woo-hoo.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, we all have emotional moments. It's important to let it out.
1: Oh yeah. No, I finally like broke down and cried after therapy or I was like low grade, just crying through all of therapy. And then afterwards in the shower, I just broke down crying and I, I felt so much better.
0: Oh, uh, I love that. I yeah. love a good cry.
1: Oh yeah. My therapist was like, cry after this like (laughs) I love that (laughs) Just cry. she was like it's a great way to release and I was like
0: (laughs) (laughs) snorting love that yeah
1: oh yeah no I was just so red and blotchy it was really I also like my therapy is still on zoom I like forgot to turn off my self-view so I could just see myself like crying in the zoom live laugh love
0: live laugh love therapy mental health all the things and now Gay, gay, I'm gay and that's okay. (gasps) My
1: favorite thing. Uh, So I had to like check in with dorm parents when I was in high school because I went to boarding school and we had like one set of dorm parents that like didn't work at the school they were new we only had them for like one year they were this very straight couple in a pretty gay dorm um (laughs) and they like just didn't really know what to do with us uh and i don't think enjoyed being there um but my favorite thing was when i went to go and check in is i'd go i'm here and i'm mildly queer and they would just go
0: Uh, Okay. (laughs) 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 I love that. But yes, this week we are going to take a little deep dive into sexuality, specifically our sexuality, because we can talk about that in our experiences. But I think like when we were like creating this podcast a couple of months ago, when we were like in those early days of like brainstorming, like why we wanted to do this, like what was important to us about this, like a huge thing that was important to us was like bringing more representation to like queer influencers Because there are so many queer influencers that I love that talk about being queer. Like, that's incredible. And I think for us, we like love the lifestyle content. We love fashion and makeup and all that stuff. But in those spaces, you don't see a lot of like queer people. And like, you don't get to see like a ton
1: of queer stories that are not about them being queer, where they just happen to be queer. And like, There's a lot of podcasts that we really do love, but like they tend to speak in very heteronormative terms. And like we wanted something that like is about like life and whatever, where it's just like they happen to be
0: gay. Right. I think that's the hardest part for me about listening to other podcasts, especially the podcasts that I do love, is that they are so heteronormative. And every time I listen, I just feel so not seen because I'm like, you're discounting like a huge part of the population yeah.
1: here. And it just makes you feel like on the outside looking in. Yeah,
0: it does. Like, uh, sh- I love my friends. I love my straight friends. Like they are incredible, but when I am with them and they're talking about their partners that are their boyfriends, I feel on the outside a little bit. Like, I'm not even going to lie when like the other day when we, it was like you, me and uh, Audrey's friend phone talking. I was like, I had this moment of being like in this space, I can be totally understood. Yes. Versus with my friends who are straight, they are never going to fully understand the scope.
1: Yes. And it's like, it's not like our straight friends are doing anything intentional to exclude us. Not at all. It's not like they have any issue, but it's just, it's an aspect they will never understand. And like, I, like I really don't talk to my straight friends about like my queerness really much at all because like, Part of it is, like, it's just uncomfortable because, like, I've experienced that thing where, like, I've had a friend, like, think that I'm in love with Mm. them just because they're a girl and I'm gay. Um, that is so that is
0: such a I've heard that so much I I mean I don't think I've had that no but no none of my friends have said that to me so I'm assuming not but like that is so annoying I mean
1: I had a friend who like is one of my dear friends and I love her and she's one of the straightest people I know (laughs) but like she's really good friends with me and another one of our queer friends and she's like (laughs) I think it was like a year ago now a bit more she was like oh yeah just I always assumed you two are gonna date at some point because you're both gay (laughs) and it was like no we're not interested in each other that way um but we are like two of your gay friends so like i get it but no
0: right i think it's it's so interesting people how people like respond to it, especially like straight people and how they respond to it like my biggest pet peeve is when somebody will ask me because i'll say to them i'm bisexual and people will be like oh what's the percentage so what who do you lean toward do you Mm -hmm. lean towards men or women and i'm like why is this the follow-up question to I'm bisexual? That is the most annoying thing to me ever because it's, it's literally proving that you can't be anywhere in the middle, that you can't have experiences with both men and women, that you have to either, it's either you're a lesbian or you're not. Yes. And I'm like, I am definitely not a lesbian and I'm definitely not straight. So therefore I'm in the middle, which is bisexuality. And like, I can give you the statistics of what people (laughs) I've hooked up with
1: and how many people I've had crushes. That'll a take a very long time. And B, it doesn't say that much. I think also partially because like, I know something that I struggle with that's being queer is like, straight relationships have been so demonstrated and modeled for me throughout my life. Like I know what they look like. And I feel like I'm only just starting to learn like what a queer relationship looks like
0: because it's never
1: demonstrated. I know.
0: It's so interesting because something that I have really struggled with in my sexuality is the idea that I am not normal. Like I think a huge thing for me that has been so hard is feeling on normal feeling on the outside and um when we we were in um by washington square park on sunday doing something and every time a queer couple came by and they were holding hands or interacting with each other it really does make my heart glimmer a little bit because i again like we it's just like heteronormativity is just, like, pushed down our throats. And it's the default. Right. It's the assumed standard. Right. And so, like, I never got to grow up, like, seeing queer people, seeing their relationships. Like, the only, I think the only, like, woman that I knew who wasn't straight was Ellen. Yeah. And then shortly after it was Emily on Pretty Little Liars. But, like, like, I just couldn't, I can't imagine how I would feel today if I would have seen a lot of queer couples holding hands walking down the street like on a like a daily basis when I was younger you I know? would
1: always like stare at them <laughs> I feel like it looked like in a way that I was homophobic but it was always <laughs> just me being like yay but yeah no I mean like it's just like not particularly when we were growing up like as much like I'm from the north where it's pretty accepting I have a very accepting family but like My dad's side of the family is a lot of Jehovah's Witnesses. I have two cousins who have been full excommunicated Mm. for coming out as gay. Yeah. Like my aunt is gay and she just had a roommate for like 50 fucking years because she was the primary caretaker for her mom. And if she came out as gay, her mom would not ever talk to her again. And my dad literally, I think the funniest story is my dad did not realize they were a couple until my mom met them and was like, said something of like, I don't remember exactly what I've been told the story in a while, but like made a comment about them being a couple And my dad was like, no, they're just roommates. And my mom was like, how long have they been roommates? And he was like 30 years. And she was like, so they're not roommates. <laughs> I mean, they are, but not just roommates. Yeah. Um. But it's just it, as much as like, it is much more widely accepted and like gay marriage is legal now. Like it's still like,
0: more difficult yeah I guess I just like hate feeling like uh, like no one's ever gonna understand like that I like both genders or even like any gender because my partner right is non-binary yeah so it's like people are hot I know I'm just like can (laughs) everybody get over this like I uh it's just like like I get enlivened even thinking about that question like do you like women or men more That is so fucking stupid. Shut your mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, let me stop being so negative. Wait, I want to know what was your like coming out to self story? And then what was your coming out to like your close fam friends story?
1: Okay, so mine I think is (laughs) non-traditional. I mean, not that there really is a traditional, but like is very anticlimactic. Oh, anticlimactic. Like I think mine is weirdly anticlimactic. So like. Like, I feel like I kind of knew a little bit growing up, but like didn't really, I honestly didn't really understand what.
0: Wait, can being- I, can I, pa- can I not pause? Can I interrupt you? Yes. Sorry. Did, okay. I personally as like, I can like, you know how some people talk about being in elementary school or mm. very young and just like knowing something about themselves was different or like knowing from that early on that they were gay or queer or bisexual, whatever did you did you have those experiences because I feel like I personally didn't
1: so I don't feel like I had a distinct experience of it but like looking back like I was always obsessed with couples like in movies and tv shows I was never obsessed with just one of them and if I was obsessed with just one of them it was usually the woman but I was always really like I never had a distinct moment of realization like yeah I think just because I really didn't I wasn't exposed to like I didn't honestly like what we'll get to in a second is like I just didn't really realize that was kind of an option. Right. But so I mean like I I come from a pretty gay family. Um <laughs> <laughs> like I'm I'm the last of six kids. My brother's trans, my other sister, well one of my sisters is gay, queer, somewhere within that vicinity. And so like my sister came out before me. Like I I knew she was for a while. Like there was I knew there would be, like, kind of no real consequences in my life. But when I was a sophomore in high school, one of my friends, she, like, opened up to me about being, like, bi, pan, whatever. And I had this moment of, like, oh, that's an option. Yeah. So then I told my friend that I thought I might be bi. (laughs) and She told me, I don't think you are. And I went, you're probably right. (laughs) And so then just, like, ignored that for another year and a half. Yeah. And so... I I never really formally came out to my family the way they found out. Hey, I would like to say when I told my sister, she like made a comment about me being straight and I went, "No, I'm not." And she went, "What? Why didn't you tell me? This makes you so much more interesting." And I was like, "Okay, <laughs> fuck you,
0: Rachel." <laughs> she was so hyped that you I was gay. You know what that reminds me of of Daniel's um TikTok. <gasps> I hate dream people. You guys you guys are literally
1: boring. <laughs> <laughs> she was so hyped. Um, But the way my family found out is I literally was home Thanksgiving break my senior year of high school. And my mom's like, where are you going? And I'm like, I'm going on a date. And she went, with who? And I went with, I'm not going to say this person's name just because... let's call them s Um, and i was like i'm going on a date with s and this was a person who lived in my dorm my mom knew was someone i was friends with and knew was a woman and she just went okay have fun we never directly spoke about it i don't think i reached the point where like i like somewhat like openly correct family members like if they like refer to like a future partner with me and whatever. Sometimes I don't super bother, um, but it was it was very anticlimactic, to be honest, like just it's so many people before me were already gay that it was just like, right. Yeah, sure. Cool. Nice.
0: Good for you. um, <laughs> Good but, for you. You look happy and healthy. Yes. Um, <laughs> but
1: I would say like I still like I went to an arts high school, very liberal in Massachusetts, like a lot of gay people, specifically gay men. But I still found like after I came out and like maybe this was just my perception of being like paranoid but like there was people who like treated me not radically different but like who were uncomfortable with me in the dressing rooms like and i found that frustrating and heartbreaking so when i went off to college i decided to be very intentionally loud yeah because honestly had my friend not like been like oh yeah i like men and women God knows how much longer it would have taken me to figure it out. I didn't realize that was an option.
0: Yeah, I don't think many people think it's an option. I think, it, yeah, I, I think it, it's very all or nothing. People are like, I'm either lesbian or I'm not or I'm gay or I'm not. Particularly back
1: when we were in high school. Like, yeah. As much as like it was a lot more accepting than it had been like 20 years before that,
0: like a lot has changed oh, in the past 10 years. So much. I think about like where, what would have happened to me if I was in high school because my story goes a little bit like this. I, my first kiss was with my current partner when we were 12 and 13 years old. So fucking adorable. It is really cute. If we get married, it will be a great story. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But my first kiss was not with a guy. And up until that point, I had zero, like I had never thought about a a woman or a, a person in that way before. And so it was just so different. But like... I didn't stray away from it. Like Olivia and I had spent two weeks at summer camp getting to know each other. And then like we were sleeping in each other's bunks. We would like sneak to each other's bunks during the night and then that last night at camp we ended up making out it's just like it came on so fast and so crazy and then like we left camp and we still continued to email um (laughs) yes hashtag aim um we would like email each other and we still have the emails which is so crazy olivia found them and i was like this is so cool because i remember like being in that stage of my life and I remember I would like get on my phone and like email them and it's just like so crazy but then you know us being 12 and 13 it like didn't work out at that stage in our lives what do you mean (laughs) the relationship between 12 and 13 year old didn't last forever i know and then shortly after that my best friend at the time came to me and told me that they liked me Mm -hmm. and that started like a basically i feel like it was like two to three years of a relationship behind closed doors like at the time i wouldn't have. we weren't committed to each other we didn't call it a relationship we were just best friends that like did all this shit behind closed (laughs) doors so now I look at it and I was like I was in a relationship for two to three years but it's just so crazy to me because so many of my first experiences were not with men so and it's so confusing because in that second relationship where we weren't committed to each other we were also hooking up with guys at the same time because it's like we're not actually like doing this thing. It very much gives
1: me the vibe of, I don't know how well you know Glee. And I don't know why I remember this moment of Glee, but there's a line of being like, sex doesn't mean you're in a relationship. And Santana goes, yeah, because if it did, that would mean Brittany and I are in a relationship. Yes! And that's before either of them were like at all out. And like, it was like, oh, they've clearly been like hooking up for yes, years. That and it's is like, exactly what it is. Yes. That's I felt exactly like that was so it was. accurate.
0: It was. And the thing is, it's like, I was very much in love with that person. Not the guys I was hooking up with. (laughs) Um, This relationship that I had. And so it was just so crazy. And I like remember like our friends like found Facebook messages and Like we lied our way out of it. But now if I look back, I'm like, those people had to be smart enough to be like, they're just bullshitting us. Like (laughs) there are literally receipts here, guys. Like, come on. But then when I was 15, that that situation ended and I was like, all right, time to be straight. Forget (laughs) this. That was that was so much fun. And that's over now. And I literally like shoved it down to my core for so long I didn't think about it I didn't like acknowledge it my partner Olivia again the universe works in crazy ways ended up coming to my high school for a year and we had a very short period of like chatting and then uh, some guy liked me and I was like that's the safer option yeah sorry Olivia (laughs) (laughs) and it really took the pandemic for me to finally like be like okay you're definitely like not straight like yeah. let's like bring that into our brain like you're definitely not straight and like that's okay but I think like I, I honestly I feel like some days I'm still coming out to myself myself oh yeah like I feel like I I think a huge thing for me that has been so hard with me and my sexuality and I hope somebody else can relate to this is that I am very femme. I'm a a girly girl. Um, I present very straight. And so I've been having a really hard time understanding how that part of my identity mixes with my queer identity. Because a lot of the time, the queer stereotypes for like gay women, which are like butch and stuff like that, don't align with me. So sometimes I have trouble like validating my queerness. I also like in
1: that same vein struggle with like, how to make it clear that I am like I did the hand flip I'm a little fruity like I don't like my sister is also queer and like if you look at the two of us one of us clearly reads as queer and the other doesn't and so like like I had someone who was like oh wear a pin and I was like I don't want to wear a pin all the time I know (laughs)
0: that's the thing is I don't like
1: yeah I don't know how to like make people know that like I'm gay and I know that like I still get really insecure and like again something I still really struggle with is that sort of like predatory idea and like I know I wouldn't even let myself I think honestly this year is the first time that I had a crush on a woman without explicitly knowing she was queer beforehand Mm. because I wouldn't even let myself maybe be interested in someone yeah because like I felt like it was predatory and I was like somehow like dirtying them and like Mm. I felt all this like guilt like if they weren't interested even though like you can be into someone and they're just not interested. And that's not that big of a deal. Right.
0: Um, It reminds me when I was last summer, when I was working in Indiana at a summer stock, we, there was a dressing room and obviously, I I mean, I was in the woman's dressing room because that's how I gender identify. And there were times where I was like, oh, let me like intentionally turn my back. So no one feels uncomfortable because I was like, we're all changing in the same room. I'm like, And they they know, like, I'm not straight. I mean, there were other women in there that weren't straight either. But, like, a part of me still felt like I I need to turn away to prove to them that I am not looking at them in any certain way. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, which was stressful for me sometimes because I was like, is anyone uncomfortable? Like, da-da-da-da-da. I, like, when I came out to my parents, oh, wait, I got to tell this story. Okay. So when I came out to my parents, obviously there was just this big load lifted off. Like I had been holding this secret in since I was (laughs) 12. Like in my brain, that's, you know, that's how it went was like I was holding this in for so many years and I'll never forget the first time I told people I was doing this um, theater intensive and again they were using like emotional recall for like for acting which is just unsafe don't do it but at the time like I was a young actor who didn't know any better so I gave into it and I told everyone in that room about the experiences I had had as a young tween and nobody looked at me any differently and so that was like the first time that I could like be like okay, like this may be okay. And then in college, I would tell some friends here and there. But then when I finally decided, when my partner and I rekindled over the pandemic and I was like, look, if we're going to do this this time, we are not hiding behind closed doors. Like I really need to give this a chance. Yeah. So I call and tell, I told both of my parents individually and (laughs) I was telling my mother and my mom's like, did you think that I knew? And I was like, Yeah. And my mom goes, yeah, I knew. (laughs) Because when I was younger, I will never forget. My mom asked me if Olivia was my girlfriend. And that friend that I had for many, many years, my parents ended up letting it out that they definitely knew what was going on between us. And I just think that that's crazy. See,
1: I was just never really involved with anyone ever. Like I really never dated. So like there was never kind of the opportunity for that. But I would say you're talking about middle school really has brought up that I had this one friend in middle school. Yeah. Who we actually I've technically been to Pride once in Boston. Yeah. We ended up there by accident. Oh. Um (laughs) (laughs) literally with my mom. My mom was gonna go and get like her hair cut and dyed. And my friend and I tagged along to go into Boston. This was in middle school. And we ended up, like, at Pride. So we, like, bought shirts at, like, American Apparel. And I distinctly American remember... American Apparel. Oh, yeah. Um, and I remember we asked this, like, these two older women to take a photo of us. And I remember them making a comment of, like, it made them so happy to, like, see us and, like, that they couldn't be out like that when they were younger and, like, to see. Oh. And we didn't have part of, like, we were not dating. In fact, she was dating a guy who's... <laughs> parents worked for or one of his parents worked for uh Mitt Romney's campaign and his parent I maybe I'm remembering the story wrong but from my understanding his mom flew to France for an
0: anti-gay rally oh Jesus um so All that right. became like
1: a running joke between the two of us the yeah. rest of the year but we like joked about how he didn't have the heart to like tell them no but like I'm pretty sure I maybe I'm misremembering this but I believe she has also come out of somewhere in the queer spectrum. I very much have. And I very much look back and I'm like, Oh, it wasn't just that we were friends. I had a giant fucking crush on her.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's so crazy. I look back on those experiences that happened from the ages of like 12 to 15 before I, you know, became straight for a couple of years. Um, and <laughs> I just look back at it and I was like, I really thought I was so fly and so slick and, I wasn't and like also I knew at that age that if I had told my parents that they would accept me for 100% for who I am I just again like if you're not ready to admit it to yourself that is 100% okay like it is okay to take the time to figure it out for yourself whether it's a year or 10 years like. Yeah, it's a process, and like just like I said before, like I am still every day challenging the internalized homophobia that lies within me.
1: Oh yeah, I constantly feel like I'm not gay enough. I like, or I, I like something I've struggled with is feeling like I'm either too straight or too gay, or the opposite. I'm right. not gay enough, and I'm not straight enough.
0: Right. You've talked about that before.
1: Yeah. Um. But I think a lot of what has helped is like finding community, and like to be honest, like when you came out as queer, I was like, oh. Fuck yeah! I think that was the start (laughs) of us becoming like really Really good friends, and it was because we we were in a friend group of like straight women. Yeah, and like I didn't have like I don't think I really had any queer female friends at Elon. Like I had people who like came out throughout, but like none of my core circle were queer
0: women, and so I was like, oh, oh yeah, particularly because we're both like very girly girl. Yeah. Cause I think all my life, again, it was so hard and it still is so hard for me to sort of mesh my feminine identity with my sexual identity. I think like for me being bisexual, being queer is, is a part of who I am, but you know how some people, it's a huge part of who they are and it's a huge part of their identity. It's not, as much a big a part of my identity like it it's there but like it's not what I lead with you know what I mean yeah does that make any sense it does I feel like it's a huge part of my identity
1: but it's still not how I read I don't think you see me and think gay
0: necessarily how would you like it to show up more for people I want like I want a girl to know that I'm
1: not straight and she can flirt with me and like it's so hard to tell when a girl is flirting with you it's so hard to tell if they're just being nice or friendly to the point in which I literally had an interaction in college at our grocery store Harris Teeter and I went home and told my straight friend and she was like no that girl is flirting with you and I went no she wasn't you're straight you don't know anything Katie and then I told that to one of my other queer friends uh later and she
0: was like no that girl was flirting with you and I was like "God." See, if you think dating in, like, the hetero world is hard, like, I couldn't even imagine dating in, like, the queer world.
1: I found out after the fact that so many of the people I had a crush on in high school, particularly who were women, also had a crush on me. And I'm like,
0: God, no one fucking told me. Like, bitches. I know. Well, the thing is, is the only way, I mean, Olivia, something I love about my partner to this day, is that they actively pursue, like, when I was 12 like Olivia was like pursuing you and I was like "Uh and um the person after that like they out front like I will never forget this moment we were in my bed and this person looks at me and goes so do you think you ever would like another girl besides Olivia and I was like no I think I'm like over that stage of my life I literally said that and then that person said to me and I said I said to that back to that person like do you think you have ever liked a girl? And she was like, yeah, I'm not going to tell you, though. Like, I'm not going to tell you. And then I finally found out, like, it was me. And I was like, <laughs> oh, shit. It's me. <laughs>
1: yeah. But I don't know. I, I feel like, again, I'm a uh, running gag because I've described myself for a long time as chaotic bisexual. Yeah. And like, Get I, into
0: that. I need to understand that, too. I don't know. There's just there's something
1: innate, I think, about specifically, like, people in the middle of the spectrum that like every like bi pan person I've met we all have this certain level of chaos and like oh. even in my friends that I didn't think it appeared in I would then find it in them and I, I don't know have I, you
0: found it in me oh yeah it just go oh wait what is it I want to know I don't I don't know
1: how to describe it you don't know
0: how to describe it, it. You just we're just like
1: it. yeah we just are like chaotic isn't necessarily <laughs> the right word for everyone <laughs> this like I don't know sort of like sparkles spark. <laughs> um but I and like maybe I'm just seeing things that I want to see just like how I think everyone is some level of gay Um people are hot. I know I, I th- also think everyone's some level of I think sexuality is dumb and we th-
0: I know I wish <laughs> not that I don't love talking about it but I wish like I, I hope one day it, it is like less of a discussion yes. and I mean it's so interesting as I've grown up and like watching like people in general just like experiment because it it, I just do think it's an important part of life and 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 look it teaches you something if you kiss somebody of the same gender or sex whatever and you don't like it like there there's your answer you know I just
1: hate having to like sort of constantly re-come out specifically when like if I am ever on a date with a man like we spoke about earlier in this episode I went on a date with a guy I made sure to go and specifically bring up like I didn't actually consciously. There's just a story that I wanted to tell that involved me being queer, but I usually will try and bring that up early, and because that makes some people uncomfortable. And if they are, un- I'm at a point where I'm not willing to downplay or hide or like subdue a part of myself for someone else. Like, yeah, I, I like I felt like it, an ex that I had
0: like was a little uncomfortable with it, so I definitely stopped mm-hmm. talking about it as much. I feel like especially if we're gonna get into a relationship with a person, like I yeah. feel like they need to be comfortable with who you are because that's who you are yeah you know and people are hot (laughs) I know what would you say to like your pre coming out self
1: I think to like trust my own instincts a little bit like the fact that like my friend didn't even really have to
0: talk me out of it she was just like I don't think you are (laughs) and I was like you know what you're probably right (laughs) yeah it was so funny I was having a conversation with my partner a couple months ago and I was like I don't if I'm like actually bisexual like I don't know if I'm queer and like it's like no like girl like let's bring you back down to earth like
1: (laughs) I mean I've been out for years now and I still have moments where it's like what if I'm not and I'm somehow just doing this as a giant ploy for attention wow I've dated primarily men I mean I've only dated like two people so I mean it doesn't take much to be primarily (laughs) um but I feel like really insecure about that and like specifically like i like there's a certain level to which like i'm it's sort of like i talked about earlier like i don't know what that relationship looks like and i like there's a part of me that feels like i'm already too late like it's too late for me to start mm-hmm. and that i don't know how to do it and that like that it's, it's just too late for me that i i'm too late to the game everyone always knows what they're doing like
0: i don't and i i've i've been at the game since i was 12 and let me tell you right now i don't but like
1: i i've I've been in one long-term relationship and I've never been in a long-term relationship with a woman. And like, I know that doesn't make me any less queer, but it still is something that I like feel insecure about particularly because like there is a certain level within like the LGBT community that like there is sort of like a thing of like certain like lesbian women don't like bi women. And there's a running joke that like bi women are just like straight women who want attention and that bi men are just gay men who like aren't ready to like come out as gay. And like, I just like, I feel behind in a lot of ways like developmentally like those milestones that you usually hit when you're younger and like if you're like straight yeah I haven't really gotten to experience those in the same way with my queer identity and like it feels weird now being 23 and not like I've been on one date with a girl and it was in high school admittedly I've been on like not counting the long-term relationship I said I've been on like four dates but
0: yeah still yeah it's so interesting how like in this community you can feel so like um included but also can feel so like almost like self-conscious about certain aspects of yourself because I know like I feel that too yeah yeah I think I would say to myself like that it's gonna be okay you know when I finally came out it was like the biggest deep breath ever and I do think that mentally I like benefited from it because I think it is a lot of weight to hold it's a lot to hold on to that you know and I think for so many years I just felt like I couldn't be my authentic self and since coming out I'm like I am a huge step closer to being my most authentic truest self like that that is such a big piece of me yeah um no matter how much I want to hide it or whatever it's who I am yeah. Um, but I get it. I think I'm, I am still get nervous about being judged about feeling not normal. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, which has just been the hardest part of it. And I'm not convinced that it will ever fully go away. Right, I know. I'm hoping with time exposure, I, I'm so excited that it's Pride Month because this is yeah. the first time I'm truly celebrating and I'm finally out. So it's like yes. a double whammy. That's the thing. I've been actively trying to like, again I think one thing that has helped me a ton
1: in my queer identity and helped me like grow and feel more comfortable is like sort of creating a community and like I I have like a small group of like queer female friends but like we were in North Carolina for four years like one of the things like we still haven't there's only like a couple but like I still really want to go to like a specifically queer gay bar because like yes for like (laughs) sorry for not men yes for not men sorry um because I've just never gotten to like experience that and like having that sense of community and like having other friends that are queer really has made such a difference in not yeah. feeling alone. And like just to be able to like talk about it in like very random ways of like if watching a movie, having a friend to turn to and be like, Oh my god, she's
0: so fucking hot. I know. I am so excited for this month. The same thing. One of my huge bucket lists for this month is to go to a not men gay bar yes. because we went to, no were you at industry that night for travis's birthday no so had went home i
1: but, went to one though back after 54 below okay but also didn't go there for long
0: right and i think it was it was a another huge step for me for realizing stuff being in there it wasn't my first time being at a gay bar but it was my first time being there as an out like w- yes. like bisexual and so i was like it helped with some things. And then I sort of can't wait to go to a not men gay bar yes. because I just cannot wait to feel that moment of like, I can make out with my partner there. I can watch other people make out and like see it with my own eyes. Because I think sometimes like, sure I'll see a um a, like a, a lesbian couple or not male uh, couple like, Walking down the street But to see them interact In like a way Romantic yes, sense Yeah Is oh, I'm just so excited for that Sorry if, I, if you hear this And I'm awkwardly staring at you At the gay bar I'm not trying to be a weirdo I just need to see it For Literally. my own eyes I'm so
1: excited about the like As much as there will probably Still be straight women In the gay female bar Totally uh, Like to at least have One barrier down of like I get so nervous about flirting people just because that I really have struggled. Like, I think the thing that always comes back to me is in the Pitch Perfect movie that one like literally I think their name was like predatory lesbian. Oh, and I've yep. never forgotten that. Mm. And like to at least take one barrier down of like at least if the person does end up being straight, a they shouldn't take offense to begin with, but b like I can at least be like you're in a gay bar. That's right. not you're, on me you're, for assuming right you're gay. exactly. You're
0: in our territory. Yes,
1: but to at least have like one more barrier taken down and to like. Again, like if I approached a girl in like a regular bar, odds are they're going to just think I'm being nice. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I would think that. And, I, I, and there's no easy way to be like, like, hey, are you... Are are you, you I keep it's doing like that the hand t- thing and, and you TikTok. guys can't see it. I yeah, um, I know. Another thing I'm excited about that will be happening, I don't think this month, but Audrey has a friend that's moving here soon and she was talking about like this a kind of queer friend group that is coming about and I'm so excited for it because all I want is queer friends to talk about queer sex with yes because when I talk about sex with my friends like my straight friends it's just like it's not the same I don't feel as again they are not doing anything to make me feel like I can't share my story but they just have no experience with right it. so I'm like I want to talk to somebody that's like having the same sort of sex that I'm having yes exactly okay great I, I'm glad I'm not crazy in those thoughts
1: no not at <laughs> all again that sort of goes to the whole thing of like even like in movies and tv show like it just hasn't been demonstrated or even like most porn that like is like queer women like it's usually for, for the men yeah right. like it's not anything that i'm interested in because it's so inaccurate uh, so it's just like there's so many things that just
0: like literally are not demonstrated to us i know it's so crazy to me it is the other day olivia and i were getting um on memorial day and <laughs> so there was cute. this it was it was yummy too um there was this little girl who was with her parents and she was wearing a pride shirt <gasps> Um, it it had to be the target collection because it was cheesy enough that it was definitely the target collection Um, and a part of my like heart again like twinkled because I was like she you know it looked like she had a mother and a father there with her or it doesn't even matter but I'm like this little girl is like wearing this shirt and And being exposed to this so young and I think that is so special because I wish I had that yeah
1: well like even with my niece and my nephew like they there's a lot of things that my sister who's not their mom and I try and sort of teach them that I'm not sure really sticking for example we keep my nephew's really into the police and we keep trying to teach him about a cab not working super far uh, (laughs) or super well he's nine admittedly but like they tend to use like very gendered terms I'm like I'm gonna be honest like at least when they're talking about me I will correct them yeah and they'll be like what and I'll be like well I might date like a man or a woman or someone in between and like Oh, the funniest story. My sister was dating someone who now uses they, them pronouns, but at the time identified as female. And they dated for a couple years. And it took till after they broke up for my niece to finally understand and go up to my sister and be like, oh, she was your girlfriend before that. And this wasn't like my sister had told them multiple times that this was her girlfriend yeah. and they kept being like no she's your friend or she's your cousin yeah. um and they literally were just like my sister was like no this
0: is my girlfriend and it took years for them to be like oh I think it, yeah it takes t- um yeah i think it takes a moment for kids it was interesting i was talking about in therapy here, here's how crazy my anxiety spirals get. I was talking about like, what if I have children one day with a non-male partner and like, I am like making my kids life harder because I am not in a straight relationship. And, uh, my therapist was just telling me how like kids learn what they are taught yeah so if they're taught to hate those things they will but for so many parents that's not what they want yeah um and it's good to expose kids to this and I think it's great that so many schools now do that and parents now do that and there's you know children's books where yes. the you know two women are falling in love the two men whoever are falling in love I think that's important yeah Yeah, I'm just so happy that I finally had the courage to be 100% who I am, to be 100% authentic and to not shy away from it. Yeah, a lot of fucking courage and bravery to do that. Like
1: even coming from families where it's very accepted, it's still
0: hard. It is. It is. And I think it, again, will always be... But I am just so happy that, you know, we can sit down today, have a conversation together, have a conversation with our community about this. Because again, like I just, for the little girl inside of me who needed something like this, it's just so great to be able to put it out there. And with every conversation I have, a bit of my queerness becomes a little bit more complete. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. All right, y'all. Well, thank you so much for listening to our episode this week. This one was definitely one that was close to my heart and will stay with me. It's also one that we've been planning since we came up with the idea of doing literally, the podcast. Literally, I was thinking about that the other day. This was has been an idea for so long. And so to be able to finally sit down and for it to come to fruition just makes me so happy inside. There's also so much more to talk about. There is. And we have an incredible lineup of queer creators of all all shapes and sizes who are coming on the podcast this month. Woo. We are so excited. I don't know how we pulled it off, but we did. And we can't, can't wait to continue to have more conversations about sexuality, gender, and all the queer things. So if you are liking what you are hearing, you can find us at off, you can find us on instagram at completely fucking clueless and you can find us on tiktok at completely f c k i n g clueless and if you are liking what you are hearing please do not forget to rate subscribe follow and if you're straight you have to do those things this month because it's pride month and it would be homophobic if you didn't and i will come and tell you you are homophobic to your face (laughs) just kidding but like please seriously do it do it it helps us and we want to bring this podcast to all the heights (laughs) god that was so cheesy of me anyways thank you so much for listening and come back next week to hear our interview with Kelly Rebinar we're so excited all right y'all have a great day do not forget to go out there and be fucking clueless and gay and gay <laughs> okay, bye. bye. <laughs>